Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back to a Celtic state of mind. I'm Paul Don Dykes, and tonight I'm joined by Kevin McCluskey. We're here to react to St Mirren nil Celtic three. Very comfortable win in the end. Kev uh, took the foot off the gas a wee bit, but I think we're starting to find our groove again, aren't we? Yeah, I think we are. That is, if I'm not mistaken, the first time we've won three consecutive games in a row all season. So, pretty good time to do it. End of the year, beginning of the new one. Um, and yet today was like today was so comfortable. Um, I'm actually allowed to be a little bit disappointed that we only won three nothing because I thought they were absolutely there for the taking. We we spoke uh, when we came off air at half time. You know, there was a couple of games that were mentioned. You thought like it's like Kilmarnock last season, Dundee United away as well. When we got nine, I don't think we ever looked like it was going to be a nine nil today, but. We had the chances, we had the possession, the authority in the game, where I'm actually a bit disappointed that it was only the three. It could have been four, five, could have been six if we wanted to. But let's uh, let's not put the downers and the dampers in a 3-0 win. You know, if somebody had given you a 3-0 win at the start of the day, you'd, you'd absolutely have taken it. So I'm very happy. And also, 3 nothing was my prediction before the game. So I might not have got my two goals for Kyogo, but I got my win. So I'm happy. <laughs> No, you're right. It was uh, your prediction. So well done to Kevin McCluskey. It was the type of, not only the win, but the performance that I think uh, we needed to to wrap up that set of fixtures. We go into the break. Uh, you know, the, the focus will now turn to recruitment. I get it. We'll have a wee chat about that as well, because some of the comments are coming in. And uh, I think we'll talk about the, the, the performance, the goals, the, um, the assists. Matt O'Reilly, for example, his 100th game tonight. You know, and he scores and gets an assist. Bernardo, 
Um, not that long ago, I wanted him. Abel guarded now. I'm looking at him wondering if he's the next Stan Petrov. Um, he's starting to come into his own. Navroski comes back into the team. Probably prior to the game, it was planned that he would come off because he's not had a lot of game time. Lagerbelt comes on, of course. And uh, we need to have a look at that. And where else do you think we're going to strengthen? Let us know in the comment section. Uh, who was your man of the match tonight? Let us know that in your comment section as well. And do we have a player in Bernardo? I know there's a lot of football to be played in the second half of the season, but would you um, stick or twist on him? We have an option on him after the, the loan runs out. Is he a player that you would want at the club permanently? Let us know how much you think we would pay for him as well. First comment coming in, Class 1978 ball from Bernardo, the aforementioned, was a worldly. Always find it hard to say that. Um, that's toxicity is the, the word that Jerry finds difficult to say. And worldly is the one that uh, I'm not too keen on. In the last five games, I've been convinced we should try and sign him. He'll only get better. Uh, their keeper, had some game. Hail, hail from Corby. Always good to hear from you. Let's, let's start off with Bernardo then, because he is a guy who was um, a, a specialist, if you like. He was brought in for particular games. When Atati got injured, I don't think anybody in our, until the last couple of games really claimed the jersey. But Bernardo now, he, he looks like a class player, Kev. As you said, he started to show his offensive qualities now as well. Um, as his defensive qualities and you know he is a threat and I think he is looking he's looking like a class player I'm always loath to compare players but I'm going to do it anyway he's got a wee bit of the Stan Petrov's about him isn't he box to box he does yeah it's the player I would most liken him to I think Stan Petrov um, and I'm going to answer some of your other questions that you you posed out to the the audience as well when we're at it who is the man of the match for me it was Paolo Bernardo would I stick or twist with Paolo Bernardo now? I'd absolutely stick. How much would I pay for him? About five, six million, whatever Benfica want. Uh, and I know that somebody can go and dig out a video from a, a pre, pre-match, half-time, post-match, whatever they want from a few weeks ago of me saying I probably wouldn't sign him. But, you know, a lot of football has been played that in the last then. month and yeah. he's, been a, he's been a key part in a lot of that good football that we've been played. Sorry, what were you going to say there? That, that was then and this is now. Games have been played, performances yes. have been put in. So you can change your mind, Kev. Aye, well, I don't know. Are you allowed to? Did the jury come back in that one? Because I know that some folk, once you make a decision, you have to stick with it. But um, aye, I would change my mind on him and say now that you've got to go and sign him. Uh, he's becoming the player that thought he was when we signed him because of some of the reports that you or the, like the reports you read about him from the Portuguese media and folks saying, you know, he's a he's an offensive midfielder. He's a he's not quite a number ten, but he's an attacking midfield type player, and um, he'll contribute goals and assists. And we weren't seeing that in his first load of matches. He was being brought in for the work rate, for the teamwork, for the defensive side of the game. But now he's he's been given the freedom to go and play more offensively, and we're seeing that he is a he's a wonderful player. And that ball in for um, for Taylor's goal, don't know how do we describe that one. We have gone delicious for Palmer before. This was scrumptious or something like that. You know, I've got to got to top it. It's a brilliant ball though, because it's it's the vision, it's the weight in it, everything about it's just perfect. Taylor doesn't have to break his stride; he can watch it come on over his shoulder and side foots it in. And that's that's a quality player that plays that pass. Yeah. So for me, yet yeah, he was man of the match. 
And if you're asking would I sign him, now it's an absolute yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has been the guy that's finally managed to take Rio's jersey from him just as Rio's coming back. So we're now going to have that wonderful uh, dilemma when we come back after January. In fact, Hattati's away in the Asian Cup, so we won't have that for a wee bit just yet. But when That's he comes back from that, we have that wonderful dilemma of two yeah. quality players going for the jersey. And that's exactly what you want. Absolutely is, Kevin. And I, I don't disagree with any of that. Two assists he got today, let's not forget that the assist for O'Reilly's goal as well. Mm-hmm. And I think um, you're right. I'm putting it out there to the comment section. Let us know what you think. Do we sign him permanently? And if so, what kind of fee would you be happy with Celtic um, paying Benfica for Paulo Bernardo, he really has come into his own. It's coincided with the resurgence of the Celtic side. It's all started to come together in, in that period that Bernardo has played. That was a very comfortable win tonight. At historically, a difficult hunting ground for Celtic. So uh, Bernardo played a, a massive part in that. The goal was scored, of course, by Greg Taylor um, as well. Another player, Kev, who has come in for criticism this season. Um, I'm still of the view with Taylor. I think he's been very good in the last four games. Um, In the the first of those two, it was all about us being on the front foot. There wasn't much defending to be done by Greg Taylor. I think he's comfortable on the ball, always has been. That's why under Ange Postecoglou, as an inverted fullback, where he's in these positions where he's looking more like a midfielder, he seems more comfortable in that that area. Um, Against Rangers, because I think we approached it from the perspective of being on the front foot, A lot of what Taylor did well was in an offensive sense. And again tonight, he did look comfortable, um, you know, going forward. And he gets his goal and it was a cracking me finish, actually, from Greg Taylor. But it does not change my view of where we are in in terms of a left back. Uh, We have no cover. I keep hearing people saying, Kevin, um, on social media and in the comment section, Liam Scales, you know, if Navroski comes through, then play him alongside Carter Vickers, put Scales on the left. I'm not buying it because I've never seen anything from Liam Scales as a left-back, Kev. The reason he is looking so assured now, and he's putting in these sevens and eights regularly, and we're not even talking about him a lot of the time, he's, he's fallen into that category, is because he's playing in his preferred position. I'm not buying that Scales is back up as a left-back, absolutely not. Bernabe will be leaving the building. There's apparently interest from Europe and Argentina, but we need to go out and buy a left-back, and if we do... There's no point. It goes back to a point Lawrence made on the 12.30 bulletin this afternoon. If you're buying a striker, try and buy a a striker better than Kyogo. I get that mentality. If you're buying a left-back, try and buy a left-back better than Taylor. So I'm not changing my view on that, but I thought he was very good tonight. Yeah, he was. He was very good tonight. And he is another one of those players that's been very good over the last three or four games, which has coincided with that kind of the change in how we've been playing. So we've, we've we've gone back a little bit to how Ange was playing. He's definitely becoming more of a an inverted fullback again, which is playing to his strengths rather than asking him to be a traditional fullback, which he doesn't seem to enjoy and doesn't do well in. Uh, and tonight, I thought he looked he looked really good in the ball. Uh, you can you can tell as well that we must be working on him being the inverted fullback again, because earlier on in the season when he when he was trying to do it. The midfield weren't playing, expecting him to be that inverted fullback. So he was coming into, into spaces to collect the ball, but then blocking passing lanes and getting in the way. Now it seems to be a bit more organised. 
players are moving to give him the space and moving to make the runs off him. So it's becoming it's a bit more structured again, him being in there. And he thrives in it. He does. He's a really good player in that position. But you are right. Um, you know, if I've changed my opinion on, on whether or not we should sign Bernardo, I will definitely not change my opinion on whether we need to sign a left-back or not. We 100% do. He's the only left-back we've got. Because Bernabe was never a left-back. If at a push, you could play him as a left wing back, but I've always seen him being a more offensive player. Scales is not a left back. The Shamrock Shadow will tell you that as well. When he comes on, he'll tell you that the reason that he's playing these performances at left centre back is because he's a left centre back. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the point you make with him, so he's not at Callum McGregor's level by any manner of means, but he's putting in the same kind of performance level as he does to the point that you now no longer talk about. McGregor running games because he just does it naturally. We're not talking so much about scales putting in a, you know, this unusually good performance because it's now the standard. Yeah, it's because he's playing in his natural position. So yeah, in the summer, summer in the summer in January, uh, we absolutely do need to go and sign a left back, somebody that will come in, can be a bit more traditional fullback, and somebody that just puts the pressure on Taylor because uh, when he doesn't have the pressure on him. That's another thing that he can, he can relax in his position because he knows he's playing every week, whether he's good, bad or indifferent. If he's got somebody breathing down his neck, it'll raise his level again as well. And yeah, the point from Lawrence then, absolutely, you go sign someone that's better than him because then it forces him to raise his game. And, and he knows he's not guaranteed to play. But yeah, it's, it's definitely the, it's possibly the number one position to go out and sign somebody in in January. Well, he played well tonight. We'll give him credit where credit's due. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Kev. It's a, an area that we need to strengthen. In the winter break, Joseph McGonagall, or in January anyway, Bernardo's starting to look good. Crucial win tonight. Yeah, I think it was crucial when Bernardo is starting to show um, signs because we've gone through stages actually looking back on the summer transfers, Kevin, where you know there's been certain stages where you think the only decent one's been Palmer. Now Palmer goes off the boil. Bernardo's stepping up. Yang came on. Yang looks lively, looks tricky, looks like he can make an impact off the bench, but he's never shown the consistency that we need, either in a game or, or after a run of games, that uh, he's going to be a first pick yet. But I think what he has done, he's certainly proved um, or he's shown why he's, he's going to the Asian Cup. Um, and by the way, he's only got one cap for his country. And um, he's definitely shown that he's one for the future, but he's not a finished product yet, Young. He's not, but he's a very good player. Still, um, he's one of those guys that we have spoken about a lot when we've been doing these games, uh, and he's he's done the Palmer thing of he will either excite or frustrate you, and he's he kind of does it in equal measure. But there are games if you want to go back even to the beginning of the season against Aberdeen when he sets up the third goal that clinches that game. He's had that impact. He's had other games away at Motherwell where he's come up against a challenge and he's he's shrunk and he's not been able to rise to it. But then. I think there's been more games like tonight when he's come off the bench and he's he's made a bit of an impact. He was far more effective than Palmer was and he got less than half the time than him. He was beating his man, he was putting in the crosses, the cutbacks. They were finding a man, which was something that Palmer failed to do. Um, and there's definitely, there is a player in there. He's only 21, I think. So it's it's a frustration again that he's part of this summer transfer window. When we've signed basically nine projects or eight projects. If you'd signed him 
as a project, along with two or three first team ready players, you wouldn't mind so much. You know, we needed players to come in and hit the ground running, and very few have. But he's a guy that's got that ability in him. I think that, as uh, as Roger said, you know, players for the future, next season, once he's bedded in, you can see a really different and impactful Yang in the pitch. I think he's, I think he's got the potential for sure. Yeah, he does have the potential, and he's the only winger we seem to have, Kev, that that takes a player on. You know that Jota esque ability to take on a player. Um, Maeda burns with them with pace. Abada seems to have that um, that knack of being, you know, able to find the pockets of space for the pass. So he's beyond the defender. And Palma likes to cut in and then either take a strike or or cross the ball in. But in terms of taking on a player, that old fashioned jinky entertaining winger. Yang's your man. He's just not doing it as consistently as we want. And again, that's probably down to the fact that he's developing uh, and he is a player that we can develop. Barry O'Sullivan, great performance to wrap up the first half of the season, says Barry. We need to come back with at least two new quality players to add to the squad. I'm pretty sure that um, now that the games have been played, a lot of our attention will be looking back on what we've done this season, but also looking at all these guys that are going to be you know, linked to Celtic and moves to Celtic, Kev. There's going to be dozens of them. There's already been quite a few names mentioned. How many players of quality, Kev, do you think we can actually bring in? I mean, it would be brilliant if we could bring in four. This is the figure that Brendan says he wanted in the summer. He wanted four players of quality coming to Celtic. Don't know if that's happened. Uh, I think what we're we're getting from Bernardo and Novroski is... Um, you know, this slow burner, if you like, from those two. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd be kind of slow burners. I think from Yang and home, we've got two guys for the future. Um, and I think that Palmer has contributed. Let's not forget, yeah, he's been poor in the last couple of games, but he has contributed across the piece probably more than anybody else that, that have come in. And then you've got guys like Phillips, who's away. Uh, Tilio, there, there's suggestions that he might be away on loan. Back to Australia, hasn't worked out for him. Quan the forgotten man. Um, and, you know, when we go into this transfer window, it needs to be different. But really, realistically, Kev, how many players of quality can we bring in? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, my, my thinking thinking is that we'll probably bring in about three players. Um, I, I suspect one permanent, two loans. Don't know why I've got this in my head, but that's what I've been running with for the last few while. Um, and the, lo- the loans should be loans to buy. Now, 
Everyone that we bring in from now on in has to be first team ready. So in that case, I'm thinking we have to bring in three quality first team ready players. Mm -hmm. Whether that's actually realistic or doable, I don't know. But for me, that's that's what we've got to be looking at. You've got to go. There's a left back because Taylor needs his challenge. Very good player when he's in his game like he was today, but he needs a challenge. I think we still need a centre forward, someone that really plays the Rodgers system in the Rodgers way. Because I think we're still wasting Kyogo at times, as much as we all love him. Um, we don't always play his strengths. So there's two. And then I'm not entirely sure where the third player needs to come in. But, you know, there's a third player we, if we can get in, then we'll be fine. Because I hate to say it in this because it's that cliched way and I don't want the club to use this. But Rio Atati will be like a new signing when he comes back. Navrotsky looks like a new signing because we've never really used them in the first half of the season. You still got Lager Bielke home. There are players that just haven't contributed that yet this season that have the ability still that they could in the second half. So yeah, I'm hoping the club doesn't, you know, roll that one out that so and so's like a new signing. I can see them doing it. But um yeah, for me, let's go for three quality additions that are all first team ready. Well, Kev, it's interesting you should mention that cliche uh, <laughs> or that quote because Chris Sutton said just that. He said uh, they could um, be like new signings, talking about the return of Rio Atati and Leo Abada. I'm going to ask you the question then because you were talking about a left-back and a centre-forward, which I don't disagree with. Um, when everybody's fit, Kev, who do you play on the wings based on what we've seen this season? Uh, so everybody, let's go. Everybody fit and everybody playing at their best. Fit and firing. Um, yep. Fit and firing. I'm going Abada on the right, and then Maeda on the left. But I'm no still Palma. unsure. No Palma. No Palma. No. And uh, that's, I'm, I'm still thinking that one over in my head because he has. He's got nine assists this season, which is leading the league in assists. He's, did you say before he had 14 goal contributions? So if my maths is right, there must be five goals in there somewhere as well. So he's definitely a goal threat. But do you get the consistency from him that you would guarantee playing him every week? Not if everyone else is fully fit for me. Um, but then I'd still wonder, is every game a Maeda game? Because his biggest... Uh, attribute is that again the the work great in the defensive side. Um so I don't know. And maybe maybe a winger, despite the fact that we've got about three million of them, maybe a winger is still that other player that we need. Somebody that is a consistent threat that just takes and takes his man on, does what Yang does, does what Jota did, but just does it consistently. Maybe that's what we need. I think it's not beyond the realms of possibility that we will bring in another winger, even though we do have quite a lot in the books. When you think about, you know, Mikey Johnson, James Forrest, Marco Tilio, Yang, Palma, Maeda, Abada, there's a lot of bodies in there, Kev, and they're not all going to be playing. There's going to be some non-contributing players, but I can see us going into the market for it. Listen, we're going to be going into that period during the Asian Cup without um, the services of Tilio, Yang, and Maeda. There's three of your wingers already um, out, out of the question. They're not going to be in the building. So, yeah, it's going to be a bit top-heavy, but I can, you know, I, I've asked you the question, and it wasn't one of the ones, Kev, that instantly you knew who the strongest two were. 
in terms of the, the winners. No. I'm, I'm throwing it out to the comment section as well. Who are our two, when everybody's fit and firing on all cylinders, who are our two best wingers? Who would you play? Um, and it's it's going to divide opinion, I think. We've got uh, Anthony Beatty coming in to say Abada and Maeda. And I can see why. I absolutely can see why. Um, but we've not seen any form. Listen, we're talking about when they're on the top form. We've not seen any form from Abada this season. This season, Abada's not shown any form. So we're basing it on, on past glories. I totally get that. That was how I posed the question. I would think that uh, on current form then, um, you know, and I'm talking this season, Palma would probably be in with a shout. But, you know, he's not really played that well in the last couple of, couple of games. We've got uh, Kieran coming in, Abada and Yang on tonight's performance. But, yeah, let, let us know your thoughts. We're talking about Paulo Bernardo should we keep him? If so, how much are you paying for him? And who are our two strongest wingers? And is a winger a priority in the transfer window? We've got AGC Tech coming in. We will get a centre-forward, left-back, just as you said, and a right-winger, reckons AGC. Ryan comes in to say three in is necessary. Four would be ideal. I'd love to see a left-back, centre-forward, and two wingers. Um, I think if we're going to Ford, then you, you, you go back to the goalie. I think the goalie, the left back, the centre forward, a winger. And up until a certain point, I still f- felt that we needed some kind of physicality in the midfield, Kevin. I felt that we needed somebody uh, who was athletic enough, looking towards the Champions League next season as well, because you've got to plan ahead. Um, and that was probably before Paolo Bernardo came to the fore. I'm not saying he's the combative athletic player, but the the midfield certainly looks a far more balanced area now, Kev, when he's in it. Uh, Yeah, it does, and um, the midfield was one of the areas I was thinking about, but I felt I couldn't actually say maybe another midfielder, because again, you look at the numbers that we've got in there, and you've got McGregor, who's just you know, brilliant. Matt O'Reilly, unbelievable. Bernardo's coming into his game. Rio Hattati's coming back. And you'd like to think that a combination of three out of those four in the midfield will see us through to the rest of the season and let us achieve what we want to achieve, which is a league and Scottish Cup double from here on in. But aye, if you think, again, longer term and looking ahead, what costs us in European games? Um, and we can't forget Europe which we tend to do once we get knocked out, so we can't forget it so much. Um, but what, what costs us at times is that lack of athleticism in the midfield. Uh, it's that, to go back and name a player, a type of player, it's that Wanyama type that we need in there, just somebody that is a physical presence, not a not a destroyer, not somebody that's going to go and kick lumps at the opposition because that doesn't fly in Europe either, but somebody that's a big physical presence that can put his foot in the ball and make things happen or give it to the player they can. Um, and that's that's what we missed there. So, yeah, if we are, again, I laugh to myself here, but if we are being ambitious and if we are having serious discussions about this and we want to progress in Europe and make an impact, that's another team type of player that we need. Which, again, and going back to, I can't remember who the last uh, commenter that you brought up there, who said we needed two wingers, just goes back again. You can't actually argue against that to a degree. And it goes back again just to show how poor the recruitment's been over the last two, maybe three transfer windows with the positions that we've strengthened the most in terms of numbers coming in are still positions that you look at and go, we need to strengthen in terms of quality. Yeah. And that is, that's a worry because you now, do you trust the, 
the same recruitment guys to get it right this time? It's it's all about quality over quantity. I think we need to almost um, remove or, or get out the building, double the amount of players that come in uh, every window now for a good couple of seasons to actually trim that squad. We don't need 32, 33 players. Uh, that's ridiculous, actually, to be carrying so many bodies. And what happens, and I've spoken about this before, is it kind of breeds that, uh, not contempt, but the unhappiness. One player unhappy can un- unsettle that group that he's part of. I'm not saying cliques, but within a dressing room, they've got pockets of players that hang around and spend time together away from the park. Um, and I think that's the biggest concern. If you've got 14 players not part of a first-team squad every single week, there's a there's an unhappiness, isn't there? And we want to cut down on that. So it's all about the quality and uh, some great comments coming in. Keep them coming. Phyllis Kirk, Mark Lobel's summer signings not looking as bad. Uh, need some first-team ready January signings. Who am I writing off from that window? Who am I writing off? Let us know in the comments section. I think because of the circumstances, read between the lines, Lager Bielk's on his way. Um, I don't think Tilio, I don't think it's worked out for Tilio, uh, but because he's young and he's got that on his side, he, you know, he'll probably go back to Australia um, on loan, see what happens there, see if he can uh, get the game time. He's obviously going to the, the Asian Cup as well. And I think Quan, um is it unfair to write him off? But he's not played Kev. So that would suggest to me that the the gaffer doesn't rate him. You know, he's he's seen him now for six months. He's never kicked a ball competitively for Celtic. Yeah. So, you know, move him on. When every other midfielder that's in the books has had a shot at trying to replace Hatati, and he's not, you've got to question whether the manager wants him around. I, I think Tilio could have a, he can go one or two ways. With him, because he's, I think he's clearly a boy that's got ability, and he could be another Tom Rogic. It's just taken a long time to settle in. Because if you remember, he had to go back and loan. It was at Central Coast Mariners he for six months go. or a year yeah. or whatever. He got his game time, which he wasn't going to get with us. And then when he came back, he made the impact. Then, so maybe that's what we need to do with Vitellio and play the long game. But the other side of that is he might be a player that's got ability but isn't physically strong enough and capable of playing in the Scottish game in which case he can go back to Australia and make a decent career for himself out there but he just might not be up to the challenge for here I've always um, you know, stood by this this belief that if you're loaning players out because often if you look actually season on season over the last 20 years there's been occasions where we've had a dozen 14 players out on loan at any one time um, and I was always of the view, Kev, that if you don't have this nursery club that you're working with, with regards to the fact that uh, they might have the same philosophy, style, um, then you should loan players out as often as you possibly can to Scottish clubs. And and my thought process is twofold. Firstly, they're going to a level um, and a tempo uh, of football and climate and everything else and culture that um, they're going to be returning to. So that they're getting used to the football that you know you're going to be the, the environment you're going to be in when you come back to Celtic Park. But secondly, I've always been of the the firm belief that these players can they can harm your challengers. They'll never harm us because it's always written into the contract. They don't play against you, but they can harm the the opponent, um, be that Rangers or whoever else is second in the league. 
Scales he done it last season, obviously, with his goal. We saw that. Scott Brown wasn't on loan, but you know, he's a player that <laughs> went and harmed them. Um, and I think it, it's about having that uh, smartness and having someone in place actually at the club who deals with uh, loanees. You know, elite clubs have got that, Kev. They've got someone who is dedicated to finding clubs for players who are going out and loan making sure that the scout reports are continuing whilst they're on loan um, and ensuring that their development is going to continue. So it's not like you put out a dozen players and they're going to all these clubs with different cultures and different um, philosophies of football and styles that when they come back, the, the loan, yeah, they've got minutes in their legs, but the loan deal's not really prepared them to, to step back into the Celtic side. So that's something we need to do as well, I think, because you, you can't have all these guys not playing. Uh, and some of them will be players for the future, so get them out on loan. But it needs to be the loan deal that's going to work for the player and for Celtic as well, in my view. Um, because it's something that, that Benny Boy says, we'd rather tell you was sent out on loan to a team in Scotland or even down south. But I think the issue with him is he wants to go back to Australia. I don't think he's settled at all since he's moved to Scotland. Um, so I'm not sure if that will suit him. Um, we're up. It's 30, 30 minutes already. Kevin and I have been going on for here. 30 minutes already. It's a convincing 3-0 win for Celtic tonight. It could have been a lot more. I think their goalkeeper pulled off a number of decent saves. I don't think we were that wasteful in front of goal, Kev. You know, it was a good performance by the keeper. They were down to 10 men. I said it was a wee bit harsh at halftime. Let us know in the comments section if you agree with that. Let us know your thoughts on Bernardo and also who we should be buying, where we should be purchasing the players for in the January transfer window. Um, that's a good way to sign off the first uh, run of games, Kevin McCluskey. I think you'll agree. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to the channel. Get us up to 25,000 subscribers. Loads to come this year. Uh, thank you all for supporting my Celtic State of Mind. And thank you once again to Kevin McCluskey for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.